Hello, Internet. Sykes here. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to ask everybody one simple favor. If you like the podcast and want to know when new episodes are available, please make sure you're connected with Start the Beat on social media. At this point, the show is available on just about every major platform where you can get podcasts, not to mention Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, etc., everywhere. And there's only so much that I can do on my own to keep this ship going. So if you like the show and you want to support, please consider sharing this video with your friends, sharing this audio, leaving a comment in the thread below to keep the conversation going and just be a bigger part of the conversation. I know you people are out there. I see the numbers every week when they're coming in and there's a lot of you. There's a lot more of you than I would expect, but unfortunately the streams and the downloads are just not enough to feed the beast that is the algorithm. So if you support the show, Please consider doing this favor for me. It would mean a lot. really helps keep things going. And yeah, how about I shut up and let's get on with it. Sit back, relax, and let's start the beat. I didn't swear, but I wanted to. Motherfucker! Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out last episode. If you're one of the people who listened to that conversation, I hope you enjoyed it. And thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda and water and coffee or whatever you like to drink in the fridge. It doesn't fucking matter to me. It's all good. Today, I'm sitting here with a new acquaintance. His name's John. He plays in a band called Keep Flying. Say hello to the internet. Make some noise. What's happening worldwide web? That's what I like to hear. Come on. (laughs) We're out here at the Four Chord Music Festival in gloomy Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That's right. It is. But you know, we got this great view of the mountains here and the trees. (laughs) Yeah, the red rocks. (laughs) That's nice. That is a nice treat. But it is gray and we're, we're waiting for this insane rain to come in about three hours so we'll see how that goes so yeah i mean you played earlier today yep. at the show what's your uh, band's relationship with pittsburgh how often have you played through here our relationship is mostly started with rishi who okay. booked the festival yeah who's an eternal boy uh he has been very helpful to our band since the beginning since pre our band with our our certain members of our band's old bands and um he was very willing to have us on his festival from the second he started his festival. And so we've played it every year. We're one of the few bands that plays every year. No, no shit. And we also, in turn, play their holiday show every year. And Rishi also books our shows when we come through town uh, on tours. So it's grown exponentially. And um, we're really happy with uh, what we receive back when we come to Pittsburgh. It's definitely a city that 10 years ago I was like, ah, I don't know. And now it's, I could not disagree with my 10-year-ago self anymore. Um, the set was awesome. Every show we've played here in the last year and a half has been awesome. So, And if you're familiar with the Four Chord Music Festival, you probably have a good idea of what style of music Keep Flying is. But how would you like to describe it we for anybody are, that's not familiar we are a band that should have probably been on the tony hawk pro skater soundtrack <laughs> Hell yeah. uh, but we started our band in 2016 so it's too late um <laughs> we're uh we're just like a punk band that has horns um call it what you want 
Uh, we don't care as long as you like it. Uh, yeah. But we are just a, a punk rock band. Yeah. We have a, you know, I play sax and we have trombone on our recordings. And right now our trump our friend Rick's filling in on trumpet, but he's switching to trombone, I think. So who knows? The stage is open and welcome. You play some wacky instrument, you bring that shit. You play the flugelhorn, the French horn, accordion. We've had all those kinds of things. We have a flute player in Jersey. It plays every time we play Jersey. She comes up. Yeah. She's awesome. So we don't really care. We just have a good time. I appreciate it. It's so funny. I always think nowadays when it comes to rock music, genre almost doesn't matter. You either have bands with instruments or bands without instruments. Those Agreed. are the two styles of rock music nowadays. And we've seen that even <laughs> just today with the lineup here. Yeah. That, you know, you got bands with tracks. You got bands with not. You got... It's kind of nice being on a bill where they were the only I'm the me and Rick were the only horn players for the day. That's kind of nice. You told me before we started recording, there's this really interesting dynamic with your band in the sense that you're from you all live and were formed in different cities. Right. You said uh, what New Jersey, so New York, singer, yeah, Long our singer, Island. Our singer was in Blairstown. Now he's in Neckcong, New Jersey. Our drummer's in Butler, New Jersey, which is closer to the city. And then I'm on Long Island. Ricky Boy's in Buffalo. And then the Chucks, one is in Philly and the other one is in Easton, PA. So we're all, all over the place. Our Butler is like the most centralized location. It's like an hour and a half for me, an hour and a half for Chuck down in Philly and then less for everyone else. So that's where our like home base is by the good graces of his folks. They let us keep our, our headquarters there. Um, so that's where, that's where we meet before and after tours. I think... Um, and you were saying the band was formed in this way. It so was. I'm really interested from like the, the DIY perspective, right? So you get a lot of bands that get stuck in their bubble, their hometown bubble, sure. and it's really hard to break it. But for you, it's like that never was a thing. It's like you started out and there's like already a half dozen different cities that we could play because we're in all these different and, areas. And we do. When we, yeah. do. when we do our home shows... When we have like a ad mat, like a flyer with home shows, it's like Philly, <laughs> Jersey, Long Island, Brooklyn, Connecticut. They're all home shows. Yeah, it's like you have no choice but to get on the road instead of getting right. stuck in that grind of hometown shit. Kind of nice because it's like that. There are other cities that none of us live in that have started to feel more and more like home shows for us that we call them. Richmond. We play Richmond more than we play Philly. And it's a place that we feel like is home, even though none of us live there. I, I could live there. I love it there. Um, and we're supported there as the same we're supported when we're at one of our home markets. So it's just a nice feeling. Um, but yeah, we were all in uh, old bands and all our old bands used to play. And then this band just kind of got put together and we make it work. We figure it out. We don't rehearse a lot uh, because it's hard <laughs> it, to, us it, to get together. Everybody's working. Yeah, do we you tour do, so much. So. Do you do a lot of like just like file sharing ideas on the internet and that kind of shit. Yes. Like getting an idea of what the songs are. That's a, and you the, get together. The standard group chat. Like, here's yeah. an idea for a shirt. What do you think? Thumbs up or thumbs down. <laughs> cool. Here's a riff. Uh, here's ideas for when we want to go recording. Hey, we got offered the show. It's all in there. Yeah. It's different nowadays with that kind of technology. It's easy to just, you know, even sometimes it's like a quick phone call. We got a conference phone call. It's five minutes long. All right. Everyone's on the same page. Cool. Mm -hmm. whatever move on with you know how independent does your band still operate do you have like managers agents and all that kind of stuff or we you have still nothing, nothing? Uh, you're still what we do have is the good i know i've said this phrase already but the good graces of a lot of friends and friendships that we've made over the years where 
other like-minded folks wish to see us succeed at the same degree at which we want to succeed. So we're offered a lot of opportunities uh, graciously that we accept no matter what it is uh, because never want to turn down something unless we absolutely have to. So that's been a really big help. Um, We've definitely been grinding. We do all of it ourselves, but it's always nice when friends want to get involved. The people, the Nick and Ace over at Lumberyard, they're happy to help us with recording. Our friend Brett at Barbershop is happy to help us with mixing. Our friend John at Nada Studios does our mastering. He's mixed us. We've recorded there before. Uh, we work with Second City. They're very awesome with us with getting all our merchandise together, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, we built a team of people, but our way. Yeah. It takes time to find those people. And, yeah. And like... You got to be patient. No question. Yeah. And... If you don't want to be on the team, that's totally cool. It's definitely not for everybody. Um, that's fine. Um, but our community has grown exponentially. Even the people who just come to our shows, they're so helpful. We've had a lot of great people that I don't consider fans no more. They're friends. They come to five, six, seven shows on a run. They're helping picking up coffee for my singer. They're, they're helping us load all the gear in, loading the gear out. It's just like... The new age roadie. The term roadie is dust now. <laughs> I feel it's a dust it's a dust term and now we're moving on to just people who want to be part of the community. They want to help see it succeed. We're, yeah. not, we're not over here making riches, but we're happy. We're having a good time and we're expanding yeah. and seeing the world. I'm always telling people when it comes to like money shit, as if money was my concern, there's much quicker, easier ways than being in a band to make money. You know what I mean? Like some people work it out and they can do it but it's like i do this shit because i fucking love doing it man. i tell my bandmates all the time i i hope no one has the the uh the dream that this is going to be their only job i would love it if we got to a degree and point where this was able to be a side income or at least supplement the money that they don't make from taking off work to tour would be great that's a dream uh anything more than that is just a bonus so the bands that are, are able to do that and not have other jobs, good for you. Because that's, that's, as you know, far and few. Yeah. Especially now. As we move forward into the future, it's just less and less. Yeah. It's, so. it's one of the, the awesome things about technology is everyone can make music. Everybody right. can record an album. Everybody can release it. Everybody can self-distribute. But then all of those things are also like the simultaneously worst things about it, too. Because it kind of bottlenecks do it, a lot of you know, shit but you, still do it can, i, I you, tell people like you know do it but i also you know i can't help but acknowledge the fact that it does make everything a little bit harder when there's that much more content but it's tight everybody should have be able to get their at. shit out there that's just that's just how it it's is it's better now. that you're in control of it than some fucking asshole all the bands touring now like the most valuable position on the tour like crew wise is a content person someone who's able to oh yeah create with photo, video, audio, uh, designs, image, production, whatever it is, that kind of uh, talent is, I think, the most uh, rewarding and the most uh, vital Mm -hmm. nowadays because of that exact thought of everybody just has content. You want more content. You want something. So you just... You're kind of flipping through quick. Yeah, you, you don't sit with something too long now. I see bands do a lot of content that's just on their Instagram story. That means it's there for a day and then it's gone. So if you didn't see it, then it's over for you now. You're not seeing it. Um, and that's just the idea of people moving rapidly through 
whatever it is their hobbies are. Not even music. This is, I think, for all business now. Um, that, that's the interesting thing now is that we spent so much time like figuring out how to be in a band. And then all of a sudden, this social media stuff kind of snuck up behind us. Yep. And it's like, fuck, I don't have a business degree. I got to figure out how to do this, too. I guess so. All right, let's yeah. do it. And the other thing, too, is a lot of people get into music from that like introverted perspective. But you got to be such a fucking extrovert online with your band. Check us out. We're doing all this stuff. Oh, I know that. All my friends who are managers, wild. all my friends' bands who have managers who are just being told, just post things, anything really, just something. Yeah. We'll have somebody post for you. You know that is a thing. A lot of artists yeah. don't run their own social media. That's just how it is. Um, What's your personal relationship with social media? Um, I use it. Yeah. Um, I've drifted from it a bit. Uh, I, I tried it. Like today, I did not post that I was here. I just... Well, I had a day yesterday, so today I don't feel the need. I think as I'm getting older, I'm less inclined to share what it is that I'm doing on a daily basis. Yeah. Whereas other people are more inclined, and that's great. You know, I love that. That's, I'm happy for you. Um, I find I post more on my band's socials than my own because I see the value in that because I know that that's my business and my product and my baby. So I want to help it. Yeah. And I know that I need to do stuff on social media. So most of the time I'm on there more than I'm on my own. Um, but I definitely keep up. I'm older, so I still have the Facebook and see what my older friends have. Yeah, whereas same. my younger friends don't use that as much at, at all. They're using Instagram or rather Snapchat, which I don't have. I refuse to. Yeah, same. I just can't do the new ones. I think it's cool that everyone loves it. I just I get nothing. Just call me. I don't need the picture of your double chin. Just give me a phone call. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah, it's like I like goofy shit, but I don't like being on my phone looking at just kind of meaningless things all the time that my friends are doing. It's like, why can't we be hanging out goofing off? Why am I? I just don't have the time. Yeah, I'm guilty yeah. of a few years when I was like getting really into the social media and having a cell phone. I'm definitely guilty of being on my for realizing now I'm being, I was just on my phone too much. Now it's nice when friends from my past are like, man, you're off your phone. It's nice. You're just hanging out having a meal important to me you know, I, I, I said to me by someone the other day and it meant a lot to me i was like i'm actively trying to just put that thing down i don't i don't need to look at it right now i'll look at it right before i go to bed which is what i normally do catch up real quick 10 minutes pass out mm -hmm. um but hey man you know for others it's massive massive tool and you can make some serious strides with it so do it yeah, you're good you, at it freaking rocket got access to the whole world access to a you can go on millions YouTube. of bored people just right. looking for something hey, no question you yeah. got it do it i do unboxing videos of like my mail my mail when it comes okay on my facebook just for my friends <laughs> and i get people telling me all the time like, you put this on youtube and i always say yeah i should and then i just like don't get around to it like maybe i will but it's really just was for fun for me yeah if, if, like friends all all just homies you know um, what kind of shit you getting in the mail? A lot of collectibles. Okay. I'm I'm a adult board gamer, so I collect a lot of board games. Oh fuck yeah! I collect a lot of action figures. Still, a lot of collectible figures, replicas, busts, and then a lot of vinyl. And I still do Blu-ray, mostly horror and fantasy, and like the Arrow video stuff, uh, Scream Factory, like limited 
as you know, DVD, Blu-rays yeah. slowly going away. So even Blu-ray now get limited releases. Like, oh, only 10,000 copies. That sounds like a lot, but it's not when it's like a nationwide distribution. Like how same with a record. Only 1,000 copies on this record. Okay, I'm going to pick that up because I know when I see it sold out, I'm like, I'm glad I picked that up. I think that's also most of the stuff I collect in the back of my mind I know is stuff that I could liquidate later. Yeah. And I like collecting that stuff. I like having something that somebody else wants because that's clearly when something is worth value when it's sought after. Um, so, yeah, it's been slowing down a bit because I don't know what the future is for me. I, mean, I just know that I have a lot of crap. Yeah, same. Bins and bins of these Funkos, the Pops. Oh, you got into that? I got, I got horribly into okay. that. I got over 500. I don't think Fuck. I want any of them anymore. Yeah. It was a cheap hobby. They're 10 bucks or less. Uh -huh. So you just pick them up. They're creating and they them so quickly. They come out in fucking set, so you got to get all Easy, of them. exactly. There's a Comic-Con exclusives, Loot Crate yeah. exclusives. You're picking them all up, and then I'm sitting there going, I don't even have one of these displayed. They're all in bins sealed in the attic. Why am I doing this? Yeah. It's just like habit. So I think I'm going to start to yeah. get those rolling I, out. I was a really big Ninja Turtles collector for a long sure. time. And I got out of collecting right around the time that the Funkos came out, which was good. If yeah. those had hit two or three years earlier, I'd probably be sitting on a ton of There's them There's some NECA real toys, like yeah. small style collectible replicas now that they're like 250 a piece when they were released. I think they're probably way more now. The, you, you're glad you're out of that. My friends all dropped like $1,000 no, for the four pack. The newest turtle shit I got, I got the uh, the NECA baby turtles. I saw those. Put out. Yep. I, I was like, I need those. Yep. I broke my like... You see, that's, that's something it new. It's something different. It's like, give me that. They come man. out with something and you go, okay, I'm going to buy that. They'll they just a way did to one you. for the um, Shape of Water. Oh, no the, shit. The Aquaman, the yeah. Fishman. They just, NECA Real Toys did a figure for that. I picked it up instantly. I, <laughs> it, was a, it was a one piece in the set, just that figure, 30 bucks maybe. And I was like, of course I'm going to pick that up. Loved the movie. Yeah. So they got me. That's as such they a, always do. A niche demographic. That's so awesome that that company's doing so well that they could just do shit like that. Like, fuck it. People will buy them. And if they don't, they'll skin off our backs. Yeah, because they know how... Usually, they're very smart with how many pieces. They know how many to make. They know how many they're going to sell quickly where they retain value because they don't do represses. Most of the time, they don't. Yeah. Which is nice for collectors and you know, definitely people like me. When a repress happened, you know, the value all of a sudden for all goes down a little bit. Yeah. First press will always be worth a little more, but the more there is, the less demand, less demand, less value. So... That's how that goes. Yeah. I see your uh, your Mickey kicks. You a Disney dude at all? I am. Nice. I just I'm, got back from eight days at Disney World. Great. Last week. Where I had did a blast. It all star sports. Okay. I think my sister and her husband have stayed there before. Yeah. We were it was like a we got the free meal plan yep. if we stayed there. So we're like, fuck it, yeah, let's do not? it. It was cheap. Definitely want to do uh, I think the next time we go back, I want to do Wilderness Lodge. I love that place. Cool. That spot's yeah, tight. My my favorite is the Polynesian, but oh, that yeah. is that is some Rich stuff. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Holy. Yeah. I've only gotten to stay there twice, but both times were incredible. <laughs> um, man, Disney, they're the, they're the kings and queens of marketing. Holy crap. Yeah. They, they make you not care about money. Um, just It don't matter. I need to spend it. The I whole, don't care. The whole fucking time I was there, I was just thinking about like the at like the mind of a performer and thinking like the way they do shows with all of the lighting and projection stuff and the way the that all the cast members are like i was just thinking in my brain so much like 
just from that nerdy perspective behind the curtain thing. I had a blast. You know, I have a lot of friends that work both at Land and World. My favorite thing about that staff is that when they do the season changes, when they like change the whole park, how it looks. Yeah. Like, I think we're in fall now, so the pumpkins are out. They do that overnight. They got over a thousand people that come in. Park closes at 12, and it's done by 6 a.m. It's fucking That's crazy. That's a crazy th- I would love to watch the... Uh, what's it called? The uh, time lapse. Yeah, the time lapse of yeah. that. I would love that. Just these every w- workers. Just I know that when plants are dying or like they replace like the whole plant, they'll just take the whole tree out of the ground and put a new one in overnight. That's like holy. Yeah, they don't want anything. They keep that place magic. They don't want you to see one thing wrong that would make you feel like the magic is gone. I remember when I was there, I was in line for something, just bored, and I like looked up how many employees they have and i don't remember the number now but it was some astronomically oh, huge number that they have and that, how much money that park makes a day like uh, each oh, of the I've theme parks the, it's like incredible like millions of dollars that's why they don't yeah. and they never close i mean they, they my friend was telling me recently when that hurricane was down there she works there and she was like i don't think they're closing no <laughs> i think th- and then they, I think they did. They closed early maybe one of the days because it is the amount of money they make. It's the same in loss. So that's why they never want to really close ever. Yeah. I know that whenever they have emergencies down there and like people have to stay in like the resorts, they like bring a bunch of like characters and right. shit to keep the resorts to try to, keep, yeah. Keep it going. Keep, the, keep magic the magic alive. <laughs> you must keep the magic going. I love, I love magic. It's something about escaping that's why I love movies. That's why I love music. Is is escaping reality for whether it's ten minutes or a half hour and two hours, whatever it is. Yeah, I like the magic. It's a healing thing for me. Going so. back into the social media thing, I find myself much like you now, staying away from my phone and stuff, and just trying yeah. to you know enjoy life as it is. Yeah. But as a result, I end up missing a lot of shit because I'm not keeping up with when movies are coming out. Or I used to be real well, big. I'm the same way. Like, and I'm like, fuck, I find out from my, out. Young, my younger friends tell me. I'm like, <laughs> oh, shoot, I missed that one. Yeah. Uh, I noticed another thing with me is I travel full time. I used to take photos of everything, and I do it so much less now. I've seen stuff so many times that I just, I, it's in my brain now. I don't need another picture of something that I can go on Google and see it. Not that you shouldn't take photos. Please do. Yeah. But like I've taken them and I've been to these places. And so I'm, I'm not, I'm not doing that either. So my phone stays in my pocket more. I'm breathing it in way more than I used to. I used to be snapping photos of everything. Now I just live through it. When we were at Disney, my girl was on her phone a lot of the time. Like, constantly updating her story and shit that's cool she's having a good time but i'm like your friends didn't pay for this fucking vacation i did please hang out with me right (laughs) like fuck (laughs) and we're all guilty of that i'm definitely guilty of doing that too you're just excited and like you're in the moment so i'm not trying to like whatever do it do what you gotta do if you're having fun that's all i wanted my last phone the battery lasted for an hour it was just bad (laughs) so i was like i died and now i can't do anything about it so it's just dead now yeah um yeah, I don't know. I mean, I definitely have to use it for work and uh, all the time. But I try. It's gotten better for certain. Less and less. Now, outside of the music stuff, do you have any creative outlets that are involved with like art or movies or anything like that? Or you mostly just do music in terms I of I do like, this full time. Yeah, so, so you're I just play, in this. I yeah. play and then I tour manage bands for work. Oh, okay. I, man- right. I manage a couple of friends' bands. I help them out. I advise them. I don't use the term manager anymore. I advise a couple of friends' bands on uh, things that they need help with. 
and I, I TM. That's my own, it's my only income, right? For the last forever has been just tour managing friends, bands. I love what I do. I love playing more and it's definitely flip flopped over the last three years. Well, I've, I've sacrificed less playing and more work as the last, as keep flying has become more and more busy. I don't really want to not play even yeah. if it means I'm not making any money. I'm, I'm content. I'm simple when it comes to that. I really don't need anything. Yeah, it's like, I mean, a lot of times it's real easy to get bogged down and think that you need a lot more than you really do. Right. It just depends on your lifestyle and like your I perspective. I tell this to people all the time. What is, why are you worried about, what is your standard of living? If you make your, if your standard of living is a level at which you receive, mon- you know, your monetary income, you can have a great life just like this person over here who makes way much, way more money than you. You just have to be happy with what you're, but if you're not happy, then work harder. I, you know, I guess I'm happy in a van. I'm lucky that I have a uh, my family still at home, and that I have a place that I could crash when I need to at home on the yeah. island. But like, I mostly drift. I've been drifting my whole adult life, <laughs> and so I've gotten very used to the fact that if I had if everything just disappeared, all the things that I have, I'd be fine with my backpack. I live out of a backpack most of the year, even when I when I get home. I, I normally just still le- pull clothes out of my backpack. I yeah just used to it, you know. And that ties into maybe I imagine that disconnection from things like the material shit, like the Funko Pops and all that stuff. It's cool to have that shit, right? But that's how I feel now too, because I have all this stuff, and it's like, well, I just have it. Like I don't really I'm need in it. Between these, it's ty- I'm happy to look at it, right? But I, it's not I like, like collecting. I don't even like having people over my house, so it's not like I right. get to show off the shit. You know what I mean? It's just it's there for me. The stuff now, it's like. It's a little bit ritual, a little bit in my blood, my grandfather and my father's side and my grandmother, they were collectors of like crazy stuff. So it's just like in me to want to do that. But I definitely realize more and more like I don't really, some of the stuff I don't even want, but I just like, I'm a completionist. So I must get the last piece in the set, even though I don't even care about the set anymore. Uh huh. So, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been starting to, go through the things and get ready to sell some of the stuff and move. If I move, none of that stuff's coming with me. I'm not saying any of that. It's not junk, but it like, it feels like it is, but it's not. It's like somebody invests in a house and they rent it and that's where they make money. That's great. This, all those collectibles have are definitely investments that most of them have doubled in value at least. Yeah, I People mean, don't know, a but. lot of my like record collection shit, I have a lot of pieces that I have that are worth money that I'll never sell. Right. But there's this like random shit that I have like, oh, I like this band in high school and got right. the record and now somebody wants to give me 150 bucks for it. So, whatever. Yeah. I'll take you have something that you want a lot more than I do. Yeah. It's like there's the part of me as a collector, especially with something with music. It's like, OK, if you're actually going to be listening to this, it's just collecting dust on my shelf. I'd right. rather somebody that oh, I don't even open my records. I oh, collect them and I don't, okay. even, I don't even touch them. <laughs> And I buy every variant. I do a lot of soundtracks. Mondo put out the yeah. Clue soundtrack. I bought all eight copies. Who the hell needs eight copies sealed of the Clue soundtrack? It's just they did one colorway for each character. Uh huh. I don't need that. So that is definitely another thing that I'm realizing. I need to maybe just keep one and pass the rest elsewhere um, because it's it's literally just that's just like manic. Yeah. Manic collecting yeah i know i know a lot of people are like that so like my full-time day job like i work for a record label doing like graphic design marketing and shit like that and there's always like anytime we release a record there's people that will like buy all of it five copies of each little 
thing they that want, we do. They want every you know? variant. Yeah. They want their completionists. It's in their blood. They want to the complete. They don't feel good if they don't have the complete set. So they feel like they're missing out. It's like when bands release, oh, there's a hundred of this variant. Those people are like, holy, I need this. It's yeah. the most limited one. I must have it. It's the same record. It's just more limited. Yeah. You know? So tell you this. If you're in a band and you're putting out a record, you're doing a thousand, a thousand LPs. Let's get you, 200, five different colorways. There's no question. Good to go. We, I have, we have a seven inch coming out in a month and a half and there's four, four colorways, one of which is only going to be available at the release show on Long Island. It's a limited to the first hundred people who pre-order a ticket. Yeah. There are people who I know are going to hit us up. I cannot make the show. Can I pre-order a ticket and you mail me the seven inches? I, I have to have it. I must have it. Okay. That rocks. I appreciate you. Luckily, those are only five bucks, so <laughs> that's not really breaking anyone's bank to pick up, spend 20 bucks on four yeah. sandwiches, but uh, yeah, you know. With stuff outside of music, outside of art, movies, things like that, yep. when... When y'all are on the road, is there any like spots that you like to go? Like, oh shit, we're in the city. We got to go here and grab some food, that sort of thing. There you are those. That? Keep flying is a big swimming band. So okay. Anytime we're anywhere that's got lake, pond, or ocean, or river, which we've had to, we're in it. If we got two hours before loading, we're in the river. Um, there's definitely restaurants. Not everyone in my band is vegan, but the Chicago Diner in Chicago is just a spot that we hit every time. Yeah. Spack Brothers in Pittsburgh is a yeah. spot we hit every time. We're normally at Roboto, so it's like across the street, right? Yeah. So we're there. Um, there's some landmarks. The Devil's Punch Bowl in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, is a place that we've gone many times. We it's we like to hike, so we go down into this nice little valley with this waterfall. Last time we were there was very disappointing. It was dried up, sad. Oh, shit. Um, but yeah, uh, I think everybody has those things. We go to Melt in Ohio. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a guaranteed spot. Um, couple friends of ours own some game stores we stop at those same places we have the same routine in certain yeah <laughs> like b and c market cities where we park and we're there a couple hours same routine we walk down this main street that has a couple stores eat at that blaze pizza go to that starbucks and then go to that comic book store we do this in portland every time we go to uh um the record store there bull moose records so we hit that every time somebody always walks out with something we don't do that anywhere else we only do that there it's just like Routine, yeah, know. but comf comfort, comforting routine, I think. It's at least fun, for me. It's fun to have those extra things whenever you're on the road to keep you entertained and enjoy. I can't imagine being in a band and not having any interests in being in the cities that you're in or exploring. Oh no, we always we we don't waste our we don't waste time. Yeah. We always make. I know a lot of people who don't, and there's nothing wrong with that either, especially a lot of older friends of mine who have done touring for oh, yeah, ever. The, yeah. You've seen all these places, so there's nothing. Yeah. You're sitting in the venue. You'd rather just relax. I got it. But for us, like I got a couple of my guys who are 10 years younger than me. They still want to see stuff, and I like to re-see this stuff with them and get re-excited. You know, we, I squeeze, I stretch the day. I've been stretching 24 hours. I've been, I've been squeezing 40 hours into a 24-hour day for the last 12 years of my life. Um, and I don't see that stopping anytime soon. So anytime we can do anything that's awesome, that's not at the show, we will, including the show. We also don't take off days. Anytime we are on a run where there's an off day, we fill the, the day. I don't, 
We like to play every day. Yeah. It's the best part of Keeps our day. Keeps you sharp. We just like to play, no Especially, matter what it and is. since the only time you get to play is when you're on the road, pretty much. Correct. It's like, make the most of this it's, time. Normally, it's a half an hour. It's like, that half an hour is my only therapy that I currently have, and I definitely need other therapy. But I, so that being said, for in the moment, I need that half an hour. I badly. Um, very healthy for me. Yeah. And, and, and I think I could say that for my entire band. Um, it's very healthy for everybody. It's not for everyone, you know, touring full time like that. It's definitely not for everybody. I've seen it go the other way. Um, no question. And that's okay too. There's a lot of people that just unfortunately don't realize what they're getting into. I don't know. They maybe just have this, uh, like the rock star idea that it's always going to be catered green rooms right. and air conditioning and, you know, money. Like you're always going to get paid. You're always going to get this and that. And it's, that would be I, awesome. I guess it depends on the genre of that'd, music. It'd be doing, really cool but, for, uh, yeah. for an artist. That's pure. with any art. Yeah. Be awesome. If you could just be at that level, but most artists are in that, the bottom most of all the arts is down below and then there's the very small percent that's sure. all the way up. The right? one percent. Right. That's there's, how it is. There's a one percent in every demographic. That's, that's just what it is. So I don't think there's anything wrong with just like we were talking about your standard of living with like for anyone. Same thing with being a musician or an artist. Like as long as you can as long as you know and and understand what it is that what level you're at, then you can make it work. Like make the, make the expenses work. So you're not just bleeding money. Everyone can do this. Yeah. It is a very, I'm not going to say easy because everything is, every art is different, but it is definitely something that can be done by anyone. You can make it work. You yeah. figure out how to make it work. It's There's always a way. Learn how to shake hands with compromise. <laughs> exactly. A lot, a lot of people have a hard time compromising their, their shit. Right. And I get that, but you have to, especially in something as uncontrollable as art, music, move, if, you're making, if you're a filmmaker, if you're an artist, tattoo artist, right. whatever, musician, it doesn't matter. You got to compromise something because yeah, it's not going to work out 100%. I mean, that's just a, a good general rule of being a fucking adult in general. You got to right. learn how to compromise. It's just not going to go your way all the time. I've I sacrificed pretty much everything else in my life to be able to do this and uh it finally caught up to me that I was helping my friends live my dream. So I'm happy to be okay. helping them still and doing it myself again. That's why I am the happiest I think I've ever been because I missed this horribly and I didn't really know until we started playing. And then I realized, holy shit, this is what, I, this is yeah. what I've been missing. This is why I've been filling the void with things that I shouldn't have um, or... When you're doing TM stuff, are you usually on the road with the band? Correct. Okay. Yeah, I'm on the know, road all the time. I know there's some cats that'll do like all that shit through email, and it like blows my yeah, mind. Yeah, people that, try to. I do have that. done that before. I've advanced tours before that yeah. I'm not on, but yeah. mostly I I'm on the road. I'm like a road manager, so that's what I do. That's what I like to do. I'm good at it. But that also means since this band started, I'm out, I'm out 12 months a year again because. All of our tours are booked in between tours I'm working, and sometimes I have to miss shows because I'm working, and sometimes I have to miss work because I'm playing. So it's been an Compromise. interesting balance. That's right. That's how it is. Right now, I'm at a point where I'm less worried about the money and more worried about finding myself. Uh, so that's what I'm going to yeah, do. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. At the end of the day, you're still a human being, no different than 
anyone else here that has you know, no thoughts question. and feelings and emotions and stuff like that. And I think it's real easy for people to forget that and get caught in this bubble of like, oh, I'm, I got to be on tour and doing this music stuff all the time. And how's our social media? How's all this? You get caught up in this bubble and you forget that you're a person and just taking care of yourself as a person There's outside no of being a musician. I could not agree more. I There are things I know that I'm awesome at and there's things I know that I'm really, really terrible at. I've, I'm horrible at relationships that are more than platonic. I've just never been good. At, I'm, not, I'm not good at it. Sometimes I'm reminded and I, those people are right. I'm, you know, but here, this festivals, this is, I'm, I'm great at this. I know that I'm good at this. So do I have to work on things? Yes. Like any person, you know, there's denial there too sometimes and there's def- being defensive as well. And that's not always right. But again, I'm a human being like exactly. you. So I'm just a person. I really like to play saxophone. It makes, it soothes me. It makes me, I'll be, have, be, have horrible anxiety and then I'll play for 30 minutes and I just feel everything I was worrying about, I was just gone. Did the sax come from like growing up playing it or did you pick it up later in life? I was life? a drummer my whole life. And then in high school, I got bored because they kept sticking me on timpani and bells. <laughs> and my music teacher, Miss Meadows, was like, well, you could switch to Barry Sax. And that's what I did. I bought a Barry Sax instead of a car that summer. And then I started playing in some bands at home. I actually played with Patent Pending for a while. They played the festival as well today, Long Island Band. And uh, then it just went from there. I joined a band later from Connecticut. And I joined a band from Michigan. Then I was in a band at home again. And then Keep Flying started. And that's cool. been the... The quick summary. I, luckily for me, I have a lot of friends who love the idea of having sax up on the stage. So I've played a lot of one-off songs with bands that don't have horns. So we just like add it in. And that's been my favorite thing I think I've ever done. My favorite thing, my favorite set probably being a warp tour years ago where I played with a low goodbye. And I just was so happy after that because it was like, I never thought this would ever be a thing. Why am I up here? I think it was during the song. I was in my head playing going why am i up here <laughs> this is crazy yeah it's not right i shouldn't have been up here um also getting to play on stage with a band called MEV 30 which was one of my favorite bands growing up playing their songs with them full sets that happened a few times for me that was like i think i peaked i just played with one of my favorite bands of all time not supporting them with their band yeah and playing in their band i think i'm done i think i could retire now uh, but not yet. I got to play with the Mighty Mighty Ballstone still. And Poison the Well. <laughs> okay. I'd really like to have Keep Flying open for Poison the Well. That's my dream. Uh, and a couple other bands. There's just I I've, I have far fetched. I'm sure. Ideas. I'm sure. Even once, if those if those goals, when those goals get met, you'll have other ones all ready to go. Yeah, it's not like, going to end. And some of my old bands got to, like my old band from Connecticut, we opened for Converge, I think, twice. We opened for Melt Banana. There's like weirdo bands, and I'm so happy that I did. I don't think that will happen here. But uh, Keep Flying, we we try very hard to abridge the gap and and embrace the mixed bill. And this summer, we've gotten the opportunity to do a lot more like hardcore shows, metalcore shows, metal festival. And um, we're not that, but... um, my friend told me we have, we have uh, similar a- energy yeah, to that world. I so can see that, yeah. I'll take that. And so when, you know, when a couple guys and bands like that come up to me, they go, your set was awesome. Not my thing, but crazy. That was like you guys put on a show. I'm like, well, that feels great because 
you definitely don't need to love my band, but it makes me feel good that we're playing a totally different world. People are like down to at least give it a shot. Yeah, give people a show. Like right. even if somebody doesn't if I if I'm watching a band and I don't care for the music, if the band's playing their fucking asses off and just doing good, I'll sit there and watch it. Right. I'm like word. Like I fuck with your energy and the fact that you're just passionate about this and doing a really good job. I'm attracted to that. Even if like the sound isn't my thing, I'm just attracted to people that give a fuck about what they're doing. There's no question. I watch plenty of bands that don't give it back <laughs> energy wise. And yeah. I'm like, man, I feel bad for their fans. I yeah. don't care, but I feel bad for their fans who I'm watching complain about their lack of enthusiasm. But Hey, if it works for you, it works for you. Whatever, whatever your vibe is, do your thing. You know, Absolutely. I can't, who am I to judge anybody when it comes to that? Certainly not. Um, I play sax in a circus punk band. Yeah. So I'm no one to judge anyone. <laughs> um, but yeah. Now fucking uh, wrapping things up here. We're hitting our 40 minute mark. Rock and roll. Wow. Where? can people listen to your stuff? I know it's on Spotify because I checked it out yesterday. Yep. So it's on Spotify and all that other stuff. Check it out. Give it a listen. And uh, what's in the future for y'all? Just going to um, be on the road? We have a, When does this go live? This will be up in a couple weeks. Okay. So by the time people hear this, we'll have a single called Artie, the Strongest Man in the World. That'll be up. That goes up October 11th. So it's already out. Go So you can hear that now. Yeah. Um, we have another single called Reason coming out right after that. And then those two singles and a previous single called Bargaining are coming out on a seven inch EP called Unbreakable, which is going to be, you know, clearly those songs will already be on the digital, but we are going to have a physical seven inch come out through Smart Punk that we'll have with us on the road. We're, at, we're going out with uh, some bands for the rest of the year Home Safe, Kayak Jones, and Young Culture uh, with a lot of cool local bands every night. So that's the rest of the year. By the time you hear this, we're already on that tour. So check the website and you could see where we are. Keep flying dot band. And that's where everything is. Online merch and the music is there. Everything's there. The videos. We have a music video for every song we have except for one, uh, two right now. And those will be finished by the end of the year. We pride <laughs> ourselves on that as well. Oh, yeah. I like artists Content. that do I like <laughs> artists that do that. So I was like, we should probably do that. Have a video for literally every song. Why not? So we've been getting them done. It's fun for me. I get to write them, some of them. So I like that. Yeah. It's fun. I never thought I'd like writing, but I do like writing shorts. Three, two to four minute shorts is something I could write. I okay. like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's it. After that, we're going to go right back into the studio and dump out another EP come February. That's the plan right now. And we're 2020 hoping to just crush some more support tours and do the thing the yeah. way we want to do it. Hopefully keep growing as a community. I hope. Sounds like you're on the right path. So I hope so. With it. Yeah. We got our show December 20th. That's going to be the release show on Long Island at Amityville Music Hall that we've already been telling friends who live nowhere near there because they, <laughs> they want to know because we've been hinting at it. And so that's the date. If you're listening to this and you want to come to that, that's going to be uh, hopefully our coolest show we've ever done. So cool. hell yeah. Keep flying. That's, the, the the message is in the name. Yeah. There's no explanation needed. Got so. it. Well, dude, thank you so much, John, for taking Thanks the time to talk me. with me, man. Keep flying. Check them out. And uh, I'll do my outro stuff and all that shit later at a later date. I'll, put, I'll do that in post. So... Fuck it. Going to end this. And uh, thanks, man. Rock and roll. It, Turner's dude. Dairy. Unlimited iced tea. Let's go. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs>